New season, new wardrobe, and we're kicking off fall in style with Macy's VIP sale. Use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 30% off fall's biggest trends. Apple picking on the agenda, hello plaid and tall boots, and hey, maybe this is the season you try culottes. And our best brands like Ink, Kelvin Klein, and Tommy Hilfiger, yep, they're included too. Plus, get your glam on with 15% off the beauty brands you love. And Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Going on now at Macy's. Welcome to Courtney Beyond the Cake. Stories that inspire, uplift, and fill your soul with joy, much like cake. All right. Welcome, Katie. I'm so excited to have you on the episode today. Last week, we talked to Melissa, who walks with my grandma, and I felt like you were the perfect like part two to her story um, because you capture these stories of our grandmas, our grandpas, the elderly, a community of people that you often say kind of goes uh, unnoticed and overlooked. So today I'm really excited to hear about a lot of these stories that you have uncovered and that you find and that you share with their families. Um, But how did you even get to this point? Kind of give us some of your background. Let's start there. Yeah, for sure. So my very first job, I was 16. I served food in an assisted living center and just, I loved the atmosphere. I loved the people. And I've, I've always just kind of had an innate connection with seniors, like I feel more comfortable talking to why, someone over the age of Why do you think that is? Because Melissa felt the same way. And I thought that was so interesting that there was just this kind of natural connection. Did you notice that from a young age or was it when you were 16 that that happened? Well, my, so my grandparents were always older. My mom mm-hmm. was the youngest of 11 or second youngest of 11. So growing up, she was caring for them. And maybe it was just because I was around them a lot and I saw her, you know, yeah. cater to them and, and care for them. But I don't know. I can't pinpoint it, but. Yeah, I would, I would rather talk to an 80 year old than like a a child, not Uh as good of kids or even someone my age. I just, there's just this connection. I feel like I kind of have an old soul and have just always been like that. I love that. I love that you realized and recognized that at a young age, because as teenagers, we're often very self-absorbed and we don't really notice some of our natural talents or connections. And you made that connection at 16, which is super impressive. I'm like, trust me, I was, I was still pretty selfish (laughs) at the time, but, but yes, I, I knew I wanted to eventually work with them in the future. So yeah. And then after that, I, my husband and I were newly married. We moved in with my grandpa to care for him. He had dementia. So we spent about a year living with him. And then I decided to apply for nursing school Mm -hmm. again, knew I wanted to work in the geriatric field, which was pretty unique for (laughs) my class, but I graduated, had a baby, and then I worked at a rehabilitation center. So I cared for a lot of patients at once. It was a really busy job. I loved it, but I didn't have the one-on-one time I wanted, mm-hmm. like to be able to connect mm-hmm. whenever I would stop and just listen, they would, they would light up. And I didn't have a lot of time for that because it was like wound change here, meds here, dealing with family. Like it was insane. I had 19 patients at one time. And, um, so I switched over to home health and that was like my dream because I was able to just visit, go into their homes, like get to know who they were. And yeah. they would tell me their life stories. and and then. I just realized like someone needs to document these. Someone needs to share these with the world. These people are amazing. And I've always loved videography, kind of dabbled in it just with our family videos. And so I started recording and realized I loved the patient care and the visiting way more than the nursing side. So I kind of shifted my whole entire career. Yeah. Yeah. And you've turned this into a business, which I want to get back to, but I want to go back to when you were a newlywed. 
because, okay, newlywed stage is just, it's tricky on its own. Oh yeah. But you moved in with your grandpa. Yeah. And you took care of your grandpa who was going through dementia, which that's what my grandma Sylvia, my mom's mom has right now. And that's not easy. I mean, my grandma watching and seeing, I've gone down to Phoenix to see her. They come up in the summer. They're going to be here this summer one last time. Um, it's, It's hard to see them completely lose memory and they don't know how to go to the bathroom. They don't know these simple things that we take for granted. And all of a sudden here you are, I'm guessing early twenties, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Taking care of your grandpa with your new husband. Yeah. What was that like? Honestly, I didn't expect it to be as hard as it was. Yeah. I was working as a CNA at the time or right before that. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. But to have that emotional connection to him, mm-hmm. like it was a lot harder because he didn't, he didn't want me to shower him and he didn't want me to, you know, mm-hmm. like you're my granddaughter. And so we didn't have that like professional divider, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was taxing. It was exhausting. And this was before I had kids. So yeah. I didn't know like the patience it would take to care for someone full time. But when I look back at that time, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Really? Like we just had these beautiful moments where, I mean, the days were so slow and mm-hmm. we would have moments where he was lucid and we'd have conversations and he just made me feel like the most important person in the world. And we talked about my dream of becoming a nurse and he'd share his past with me. And we talked a lot about my grandma who had passed away. And so as heartbreaking and frustrating and difficult as it was, it was also just equally as, as beautiful. And I'm just so like looking back, I'm so glad I have those memories with him. How long did you live with him and take care of him? About a year, a year. And then did he move into assisted living or did he So I graduate or I got into my nursing program. So I was starting to go to school full time. And then I had my other cousin lived with him and then he passed away like six months later. So it was toward the end of his life and, um, just glad we we did it. What did you learn from that experience? Like about yourself and about life going into adulthood and marriage? What did your grandpa teach you? And what was that experience like for you? Oh my gosh. About Mar- I mean, him and my grandma had like the love story out of a movie <laughs> and just the love that he had for her. Like he would tear up anytime he even thought of her. And there were moments where like he would ask where she was and I'd have to explain that she'd passed away and we'd relive those emotions again. And it was, it was so hard, but just to see the dedication that he had to her, um, and their love and they raised 11 children and just the most selfless, humble people. Um, they, they just are truly like the greatest examples I could have ever had. That's incredible. I, I am thinking now of my grandparents, I'm 37 And I feel bad that it's kind of more recently that I have really enjoyed their stories as much as I do now. And when they're here, I really try to take advantage of talking to my grandpa, who's still very alert and has great conversations. And we talk business and I hear about his days at Sears and how he lights up. And like, so I see the importance now and I wish I would have seen it at a younger age when my grandma was, you know, more alert and able to talk to us and and have conversations that I would have taken advantage. I think that's one of my biggest regrets in my early adulthood is not taking advantage of my relationship with my grandparents and learning from them. Because I think we, as a younger generation, have a disconnect with an older generation and they're very different now. Like my grandpa, he would call me sometimes 
when he lived here and we're about 10 minutes away from where they lived here during the summer. And he's like, Courtney, I need help with my computer. And I'm, I don't know, like, I'm not tech savvy, but to my grandpa, I'm tech savvy. And so I would go over and I would help him. And then we'd have conversations and he couldn't believe that I fixed his problem. And I got him out of some kind of scam or something, you know, like grandpa, you can't click on these things, you know, (laughs) but there's that big of a generation gap, but then we've been able to close it. Like the more we, that I, the more I take advantage of getting to know them, yeah, yep. that gap closes. And all yes. of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, you were so relatable. Yes, absolutely. I have friends who are in their eighties, yeah, like Cleo and Donna, which recently passed away um, and Marianne. And I feel, I feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Like that's what I want people to understand is like, they aren't irrelevant. They aren't just old mm-hmm. and frail. These stereotypes that are placed on them, like they're funny and they're witty and yeah. they're like sassy. And I just, I don't know. That's what I want people to do is I, I, my movement is to kind of bridge that intergenerational gap and help younger generations see like seniors are cool. Yes. Like, if you take the time to get to know them, like they're, we really do have so much in common and the, and they've like lived through similar situations that we're going mm-hmm. through. And I think that's maybe why we appreciate it. The older we get is yeah. like, we can rely on them for those same situations that we're in. Absolutely. Cause there was a time, I feel like when I was in high school, my grandparents would come and my grandpa would kind of mumble about like maybe a, a tank top I was wearing or like a strapless homecoming dress or something. And he would kind <laughs> yes. of give me a look and I'm like, Oh, grandpa, you're so not cool. Like, you come on, like come watch pictures and you don't get it and you don't get me. And there was definitely a time I remember thinking like, Oh, they don't get me and I don't get them. But as I've gotten to know my mom more, my dad more, now I've gotten to know my grandparents even more. And like, I appreciate, and I hear their stories. And I was like, I'm going through those same things. And I, I talked to my grandpa, especially about manufacturing things in China when he was working at Sears yes. back in the day and they did their first sale. All of a sudden our worlds are coming together. So relevant too. And it's not just bringing grandpa life. Cause I can see it in his eyes. Like you talk about it's bringing me life. Yes. And so this is why, like when I, I, cause I've followed your account for a while and I've just thought it was just so sweet, but the more I've gotten to know it, I'm like, no, this is so important. Like capturing these stories and these memories is so important. And I shared a couple of stories on my second and third episode with my mom and then my dad, and they shared stories of their parents. And my siblings came to me and said, especially my younger sister, who's 10 years younger than me, said, I didn't know that about grandpa because he wasn't alive when she was here. He had passed away. I didn't know that about grandma Margaret. I didn't know that about grandma, you know, these things that we're learning. And so all of a sudden it's like, no, we need these stories. And I love that you're doing it in video form. And anyway, Kate, let's, so (laughs) I'm just so excited about this. So I feel like (laughs) I'm just like bubbling to the surface. Okay. So you started, um, wanting to tell their stories. You moved into kind of the home care and really started to get to know your clients. Um, was there a turning point where you felt like, okay, I love taking care of them, mm-hmm. but I love even more sharing their stories. I'm going to make that switch. Cause you did, you made a career switch. Yeah. You're not yeah. doing in-home care, right? but you're coming and you're now recording yeah. these stories. There was a moment. So I had a patient named Glenn mm-hmm. and him and his wife, Marianne lived in the middle of nowhere. So I was driving out for my first shift and I was like, where do these people live? They had acres and acres of land and they had this landing strip in front of their house. And I was like, this is bizarre. An anyway, actual airplane landing yeah, strip. Yeah, okay. An actual <laughs> landing strip. So I get to know them and they're just like the most 
adventurous couple. They traveled all over and they flew airplanes well into their 80s. And then I get to know them more and they're like, yeah, we have an airplane. We actually built it together as well as our home and everything on this property. Like we have built it with our hands and all of the stereotypes, like I mentioned, old friend, like they were the complete opposite, just so youthful and, and his health was declining. Um, but I was like, people need to know Mm -hmm. they, the story, like these people are incredible. And so I asked them, I'm like, can I film your story? And they said, yeah, absolutely. And was um, that your first one that you filmed? My very first, my my patient. Yeah. Him and his wife. And I grew close to them. Like I'm still close to Marianne. So I filmed their life story, them telling stories together about their adventures. And then two months later, Glenn unexpectedly passed away (sighs) and his family was just so glad that I had that of them together on their couch in this home that they built. And, um, that was a moment where I was like, wow, like I need to, I need to do this. And I just realized like the nursing side, the notes, the charting, like that stressed me out so much. And I was like, what, what brings me joy about my job? Like, what is the one thing? And it was, it was that connection and the, you know, just the patient care aspect. And I was like, I'm done. Like, and I had the privilege of being able to quit. Yeah. Um, but I just, I realized in that moment, like I need to follow this intuition, this like passion that's like deep in me that I'm just tapping into. And it's been the greatest decision I've ever made. I love that. I love that you were still able to say, I have this part of what I do that brings me so much joy. I just need to disconnect it to the stuff that brings me stress. So it's continued to be a passion for you rather than work. Exactly. It's been like a dream come true. So you started sharing these stories on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Your page is the listening ear project and you've got incredible stories. I love that you shared your own story recently too. And you you know, we see all these great faces um, of the people that you interview, but we got to see you not too long ago. And you know, you were just telling your love for what you do. And it was so fun to see your passion. So tell us how this has grown, how you've grown it and kind of maybe how clients reach out to you a little bit. Um, cause this is something I want to do with my grandparents as yes. soon as they get back to Utah and, and have you come interview my grandpa and oh my gosh, share the story and save it. And my mom's so excited about it. Oh, I love it. I would love it. Yeah. So typically it's the kids or grandkids yeah. that stumble upon my Instagram and they fall in love with these TikToks and stories. <laughs> and, um, they're like, I want this for my loved ones. So yeah, I have like six different packages they can choose from. Most people do the life story. So it's like a start to finish from yeah. their childhood to now. And I, I put B-roll footage to it. So if they have old pictures or memorabilia and I just create this keepsake video for them. So, um, yeah, I come into their home and sometimes family's there and yeah. sometimes it's just the individual, but it's, it's magic. I can't describe it, but I walk into these people's homes. I don't know them. They're strangers, complete strangers. And we just connect on this deep level. And they're like opening up to me about their life and their hardships and the beautiful moments, the thing that the things that bring them joy. And, um, and then we have it all documented and it's just like this gift that will last generations. And I think about their grandkids and great grandkids. And I'm like, I'm sorry. They're probably not going to read your big, thick autobiography, Yeah, but they're going to hop on YouTube and watch your video. Okay. That's what I love because I have down in my basement in my storage, I have family history books. Yeah. I have one for my dad's side. I have one for my mom's side. Ryan has a huge book down there from the (laughs) Canon side on his family. We've never opened them. Guess what? I'm embarrassed to say I haven't read my grandma's yet. Yeah. 
I need to hop on that. And I, and I should, but video, it just is so much more relevant. And all of a sudden you really get to see the personality of your family and your generations. And then I feel like I look at my grandparents, I'm like, Oh, I, that's where I got that. You know, I know exactly where I got this trait and it was from my grandma, Margaret, you know, or grandpa Wayne or something like that, you know? So I think the video just takes that on. You, you talk about walking into the room and doing these interviews and there's magic. I feel like you are probably full of amazing, incredible stories that just, I think, impact life generally, but also maybe you personally. So I'd love for you to share some of like your favorite, maybe most memorable, most impactful stories um, and people that you've been able to have the pleasure to meet and interview. Yeah. So uh, one of my good friends, Grant, he is a runner and he was running around my parents' neighborhood. How old is Grant, by the way? He's 88 now. He might be coming up on 89. Anyway, I saw him running in my parents' neighborhood. I'm like, mom, who is that guy? He's killing it. And she's like, that's Farmer Grant. He runs everywhere. And so she's like, you should just go over there. So I went and knocked on his door one day. I'm like, can I document your story? And he was the sweetest, nicest man and just the most inspiring man. Um, So come to find out, he didn't start running until he was 67. What? Yeah. Started at 67. (laughs) I can't complain about my hips anymore, you guys. (laughs) From the age of 67 to 87, he ran 10 100 mile races. What? 50, 50 mile races and multiple marathons. Like he's insane. So we become friends. Um, He tells me he's training for a 50 mile race. And I'm like, I need to come film this. Like I need to document this. So I follow him out to Antelope Island. It was the most beautiful setting. And I see him amidst like these young runners who are going to run this difficult trail run, 50 mile race. And I document his whole race. And, you know, I see him with his little walking sticks, like slower pace for sure, but it started raining and it was cold and he ran all through the night. And just filming this, I was just so inspired, like the amount of grit and just hard work and dedication he had within himself and that the advice he would give me about how it's all mental and, um, how he started so late and started with one mile. And now here he is. It was just something I will never, ever forget. And he unfortunately, um, had some health issues. He had some fluid in his lungs, but he just, he just kept going. And we're like, Grant, you need to stop. Like you need to go to the hospital. And he's like, during this run, yes, in the middle yes, of this run, yes. oh my. like shivering. I'm like, okay, Grant, we got to call it quits. But he made it to 28 miles wow. and ended up having like severe, he had to get heart surgery, but just to see him run that was something I'll never forget. Just the image of him, like fighting through that rain. Mm-hmm. I thought about that moment so many times when like difficult experiences have come up. Like I think of Grant and, um, as silly as it is, I'm not a runner and just signed up for a race. And it's because of Grant, like these people are changing who I am, how I perceive life and like giving me just this motivation to kind of like reach this potential and seeing them at the end of their life. I'm like, I have so far to go, but like, they're just giving me that, that look. If you will. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And Grant, 
Was he able to run like after th- after that? Still, um, he hasn't done like a big, big long one. race with, but he still runs every day. You'll see him. You go down to Vineyard and he's running really? around. Oh, yeah. I, it's it's beautiful to hear those stories and how I think they can impact each of us and how you've used that now in your own life. I'm excited for you to run that race Thank and you. dedicate it to Grant and <laughs> share that with him. Okay, well, give me some. Give me another one. What else you got? Okay, so I mean this one's a bit heavier, but I met a man named Sala and he's a refugee from Iraq. Mm -hmm. And he came here because he was working with the U.S. Army over there. He was helping them and um, he was discovered, I guess you could say. And in in that process, lost his two brothers and his two nephews. um, And he kind of had to flee, left his family there as children. And so here's this man here alone. And just hearing, I mean, seeing him cry, hearing his story was heartbreaking, but was, but something that was beautiful was just to see how, um, he, his heart was just so soft. still. I'm like going through all that trauma. I, I don't understand how you are the way you are, but he gives so much to his community. So now he, he's a really good chef, a talented chef, and he'll like cook all this food for the, the refugee community. He helps them with transportation. He teaches them English and, um, just to see, you know, that humility and kindness after everything he'd been through. And I I did another mini documentary on a group of refugees, senior refugees who learned how to sew. So some volunteers taught them how to sew. And now they're giving back to the community. Like they're creating these blankets for children in the hospital. It just shifted my whole perspective and widened my view of the world and was just really humbling. So I've, I've interviewed a lot of people who have been through major trauma, especially the veterans and um, hearing what these people have gone through and how they've gotten through it and just seeing the humility up close has been life-changing for me, really. How have you seen it impact the families that you're recording for, but also even just strangers on Instagram and social media and the people that come across this that may not even know these people and their stories? Because I feel impacted by the the few minutes that, you know, I'll watch of a story or even sitting with you right now and hearing these stories, like you just feel this beautiful spirit and enlightenment and connection. How have you seen that kind of trickle over to just the social media world and also the families that, you know, get these stories recorded and get to see them? Yeah. So I have another story. I filmed a couple and the daughter had hired me to film her parents and her mom had and stage Alzheimer's disease. So she's like, my, my dad will do most of the talking. So I filmed them together and she, she never did speak. And he told the stories, but it was so beautiful to capture them together still. And her daughter was like telling me how she used to be this amazing singer. And she's like, we probably, she probably won't sing, but we're going to try, we're going to try to get it. And, um, the husband started singing and suddenly Adrian started singing and they were singing together and I was filming it all. And I had it recorded and the daughter was just again, so grateful to have that moment captured. And I mean, with anyone who's passed away, um, yeah, the families just, they, they can't thank me enough to have this documentation. I filmed another man named Carl who was younger. He was 64 and he had stage four cancer and I filmed his whole life and his family sat there and his brother flew into town for this interview. And, um, he's no longer with us, but they have his stories and his mannerisms and his laugh. And 
all of his life on film. And so it's really just a privilege for me, like an honor to be able to create these videos for people. Um, but as far as the Instagram community, it's been so cool for me to see people who reach out. I just had a girl reach out the other day and she said, I don't know what it was about my upbringing. My grandpa um, had a, I think she mentioned he had some sort of disability and she's like, I was always kind of scared of the elderly. Like I, I didn't know how to approach it, which is very common. I yeah. get that all the time. Yeah. And um, she said, I was on a walk the other day and I saw this elderly woman. And instead of just saying hi and walking past her, I decided to talk to her. And she's like, it's because of you and, and what you're sharing in this community that has inspired me to do that. And she's like, I spent like 20 minutes and she had a deck of cards with jokes on them. She's like, so she started telling me all her jokes and she's like, it was such a bright moment in my day. And she's like, I wouldn't have normally done that. So to hear people like that is, that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like I want to, again, bridge that intergenerational gap. And like, I want people to feel what I feel because right. I, it's almost indescribable. Like it's this mutual beneficial um, like service opportunity. Yeah. They, they serve you and you serve them and you connect on a deep level with this it's beautiful human. And anyway, it's just fun to see kind of the, what's the word? Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. I guess my work is paying off by yeah. having people, you know, have, feel that. Yeah. And, and see it and be inspired by it. And last week, um, we had Melissa and I, I told you about Melissa a little bit who yes. walks with my grandma every Wednesday. She, and the reason she started walking with my grandma was partly selfish. She wanted to do something of service to kind of get her mind off of things that were not great in her life that were really hard for her. And she didn't connect with girls her own age. And she, like you, just felt this innate natural connection to the older community. And she just started to serve and she did one service project for an elderly woman. And she recalled like getting in her car and just feeling such light and joy and goodness. And she's like, I want to feel that again. And so she kept doing it. And she's in Arizona and she calls them her winter grandmas, which I just think is the <laughs> cutest thing. And she that. met my grandparents and saw my grandma walking. And it was kind of like you with Grant, like you saw him running. I need to know this person. And she saw my grandma every day at the same time doing this and, and just took it upon herself to say, can I be friends with you? Can I yeah. walk with you? And as she talked about my grandma in the episode, I mean, she when we've talked a lot about my grandma and the women that she has served down there, um, she tears up because she feels so much more blessed yes. by them than what she has offered. And I'm looking at her like, oh my gosh, I feel so blessed in, uh, as my grandma's, you know, granddaughter. Um, but I, she kind of feels the same way. Like she's getting more out of that. It's been an interesting time right now because yeah. what you're, supposed to be doing is going into their homes and interviewing them and connecting one-on-one -on -one, face to face. Mm -hmm. You haven't been able to do that so much. A lot of us haven't. And the elderly community, anyone over 65 is at higher risk for COVID-19, yep. which has put a hindrance on being able to make those connections and to serve. So what have you seen people do right now to still connect? What are you doing to still connect with that community? Even when you can't go into their, their homes right now? Yeah. I mean, you can pick up the phone and call mm -hmm. your grandparent. I started a campaign called the call a grandparent campaign 
during this time because seniors are isolated as it is even more so now. Mm -hmm. So anything we can do, send a letter, write notes, you see the window, you know, videos, Mm -hmm. but, um, I have a group of women who are also passionate about advocating for seniors. And, and the thing that we keep talking about is yes, these are on the news and they're fun. And like, they're finally in the limelight. Like Mm -hmm. seniors are finally getting attention for once, like the importance of spending time with them and listening and learning from them. But we want to continue this. Like we want this to shift forever, not just during COVID. So I would say to, you know, do anything you can to connect with them. Um, Thankfully, Utah is a, is a little bit more. Yeah. We're in the yellow right now. In the yellow. So precautions, I mean, take a distanced walk with them with a mask, you know, like try to serve them in any way you can connect with them in any way you can, um, would be my advice. Yeah. You've got kids of your own now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you hope they learn from you as they see you working so hard to share these stories and to connect and to kind of bring awareness to the senior community and how important they are and how valuable they are to our communities? Uh, I hope they just grow up feeling comfortable around Mm -hmm. seniors. I think that's a big issue is the reason why people are scared, uncomfortable is because they didn't grow up with like the more you practice, the more you connect with someone, the more comfortable you feel. And so I want my kids to just grow up that way, like feeling comfortable learning from these people, connecting with these people and um, just seeing the importance of kind of advocating for them and, and serving them and learning from them. Um, And I want my kids to learn the lessons that I've learned, learned what it means to be a hard worker, learn what it means to be humble, learn to be grateful for the amenities we have and for the things we haven't had to live through because this generation has. And, um, yeah, I, I often take my kids to visit my little surrogate grandmas and unfortunately, and ironically, I don't have any grandparents left. So I've kind of gathered my little grandma's like your friend. And, um, so I'll take him to go visit them and don't usually take them with me to record. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) To do the pre-interview. It's been fun to kind of like share my passion with them, you know, and. Oh, I think that's so important. I think it's so good for our kids to see us have passions, to see us do something that we love to do and incorporate them in it so that they realize that they are of a value to us and we can all do it together and it gives them confidence and it just, it, it just shows them that they can follow their dreams. I think you said a comment or a word, um, just now you, you said practice. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so important. I just want to kind of go back to it because we do need to practice connecting with people and it takes practice. And for a lot of us, sometimes things are socially awkward or we have social anxiety or we just don't know how, and it takes a little bit of practice. I mean, do you see people doing that? You talked about the girl who was reaching out and kind of like smiled and said hello and decide like, what tips would you give someone to practice connecting with the senior community or just with anyone in general? Yeah. In regards to seniors, I I mean, I always say, just talk to them like you would a friend. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's not like they're a different species. Mm -hmm. You just say, how's your day? How's this? I have a lot of, um, tips on questions you can ask them. So yeah. feel free to email me. I can give you the list, but I, um, I share little prompts here and there on my Instagram. And I would say, just, you know, look past, look past the age, look past the wrinkles and just connect to them. Like you would a friend 
And again, just like the more practice, the better, the more you feel that, that Mm -hmm. light that your friend felt, the more you're going to want to connect with them. And it's just this snowball effect. So I think especially in this day and age when we're so disconnected and we're all virtual and especially with COVID, I feel like I'm so awkward now. I'm like, I don't know how to socialize. Oh my gosh. Are people smiling at each other anymore? (laughs) That's what I'm missing behind the mask is just a smile because a smile connects you to the person that you walk by. And I, I'm trying, I'm going to draw a smile on my mask (laughs) so that people can just see it. Because I feel like as soon as we offer that gift to someone, there's a connection, even if we never talk to one another, but that smile is start that connection. Right. And that's just such a great way to get the ball rolling. And I did an episode with my dad, um, a little while ago, and it was all about living life connected and his philosophy that that is one of the greatest ways to learn and to grow personally. And while we may be offering ourselves to other people and, and connecting to, and maybe we think we're benefiting someone else by sharing and connecting with them, um, or serving them in reality, it's always the benefit to us Yes, when we go out of our way to connect with someone. And it's a beautiful thing. And I love how you've pieced together these stories for their families, but also for yourself that you're able to, to look at these stories and these people and connect and say, okay, what have I learned from you that I can apply oh. in my, oh. in my own life? I yeah. mean, it's just an incredible thing to do and that you're sharing with that, with, with us, you know, I feel like I'm learning so much and I have so much to learn from your stories and the, the people that you're interviewing. Did you have any other stories that just come to mind that you feel like need to be told or shared? Oh man. I mean, I mentioned Cleo and Donna and I've mentioned them before. And Donna just passed away, right? Yeah, she did. So I was again, working as a home health nurse. I was taking care of Donna. And then one day Cleo barges in her best friend. They've been best friends since they were five years old. She's like, I got a burger and shake for you. And I'm like, who is this iconic couple? And they start telling me they have a group of like six women that have been best friends since they were five years old. And they were telling me about picking berries together and ditching out of school. And I was like, you guys are incredible. So I stayed really close with them and they'd have sleepovers together. Both of their husbands had passed away. They were just the best of friends. And I'm like, I need to find my girl gang. Like I need to oh have, my a, I need a Cleo to my Donna. Yes. And yeah, just recently Donna passed away and Cleo called me. She's like, I wanted, wanted to let you know, I'm telling all the gals and oh. uh, I just, just their, um, kind of dedication to each other, being through each other through the thick and thin of life was really inspiring. It makes me think of two things. Okay. So one quick story, I was in Santa Monica one weekend we were visiting and we went into, um, a restaurant for lunch And I look out, this is near third street where everything's like busy and hustling and everything. And all of a sudden these five women start crossing the street. Oh, it was four. It was four. Cause it made me think of sex in the city, Yes, but they were definitely in their eighties and nineties, but they were dressed to the night. I mean, they were going out and it was a Saturday morning brunch and there were skirts and there was jewelry and there was high heels and there was hats and glasses. And they came in and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is Carrie Smith you know, like, and they come into the restaurant and they find their seat. Everyone says hi to them because must be there every single Saturday. And I just stared at them with the biggest smile on my face. And like you, I thought to myself, I want to be this group. I want this group in my life when I grow up. Like I want to have that much life and energy and I want to get dressed up at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning in jewelry and high heels and go to brunch with my girlfriends. Yes. Like amazing. But I'm also, as you're, I'm telling, or as I'm listening to your stories, I feel so much hope as I listen to the couples who have been married for 60 years, the friendships that have been around since five years old, 
I don't know why that word, just this whole interview, hope. Like it gives me so much hope for my own friendships, my kids' friendships, my marriage, you know, as I just look around at a lot of the really awful things in life. You can look at the stories that you're telling, Katie, and there is so much hope. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people are afraid of aging. They're they're scared and it it seems awful and your body's going to shut down and all of these things. But for me, I'm excited. Like I, because of these people, um, and, and seeing them in their older years, I'm like, I, I get excited for birthdays now. I'm like, yes, like I'm going to be more wise. I have more Mm -hmm. experience. It's just, I think, um, learning from them and spending time with them has given me that hope as well. And like I said, Grant, um, you know, helping me through difficult times in my life, they, they've definitely given me hope through the rough patches for sure. Yeah. I think learning about other people's perspective, um, and, and hearing their stories gives us new perspective. And I think that should always be welcome in our lives because we have so much to learn from one another. Yes. You are are just so amazing. So amazing. (laughs) I'm loving what you're doing. Tell everyone where they can find more information about your project and your company and what you're doing and hear all these incredible stories. Okay. So, um, my website is the listening You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the listening Air project where I share a lot of like tips and clips from my interviews, give you a little uh, sneak peek for what you can purchase for your loved one. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's okay. where I'm at. I'm so excited. I We're going to schedule you to come interview my grandpa when they get here. And so oh, I'm I hoping it times up with when the podcast airs yes. so everyone can kind of see what you're yes. doing. But definitely go over to Katie's Instagram page, The Listening Air Project. You will be so inspired and uplifted. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Thanks, friends, for tuning in today. For show notes and other episodes of Courtney Beyond the Cake, head to cakebycourtney.com forward slash podcast. And for all things cake, remember, you can find me over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Cake by Courtney. And for all my recipes, products, information about my online classes, just head to cakebycourtney.com. New season, new wardrobe, and we're kicking off fall in style with Macy's VIP sale. Use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 30% off fall's biggest trends. Apple picking on the agenda, hello plaid and tall boots, and hey, maybe this is the season you try culottes. And our best brands like Ink, Kelvin Klein, and Tommy Hilfiger, yep, they're included too. Plus, get your glam on with 15% off the beauty brands you love. And Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Going on now at Macy's. You've worked so hard for all the things you have. The salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink. One to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview.